At the bottom tip of the Hudson River in New York City, eight and a half million people work, eat, play, and take pharmaceutical drugs. I asked people in Washington Square Park, what do you do with old pharmaceutical drugs that you haven't used? I hang on to them for a while, the ones I don't need. I had a problem finding places to dispose of them properly, but it's frustrating that there's not something easy. They like sit in my house, I guess. Yeah, and if I'm gonna throw out any pills, like I'm gonna want them to dissolve them, so I kind of put them in the toilet. Drugs that people don't use often end up getting flushed down the toilet. Drugs that they do take also get flushed down the toilet because they aren't completely broken down in your body. And the drugs that end up getting flushed down the toilet, well, they end up in the Hudson River. I don't think most people think about what happens after they flush the toilet. That's Dan Shapley, the Water Quality Program Director at the nonprofit environmental organization Riverkeeper. I visited him a few miles up the river in the city of Ossining, New York. Back in 2016 and 2017, he worked with a team of researchers to test for the presence of pharmaceuticals at several points along the river. At many of the sites, they found up to seven of the 16 drugs they were looking for, drugs to treat high blood pressure, bipolar disorder, and antibiotics. And the highest concentrations of these drugs were found near wastewater treatment plants. We designed all of these plants to do one thing really well, which is reduce bacteria, reduce pathogens. And when they're working, they do that, but they weren't designed to remove other, these other um, contaminants, and so they are not. Not only do the wastewater treatment plants fail to filter drugs out of sewage, sometimes they don't even have the capacity to hold it all. Combined sewer overflow happens when cities intentionally combine sewer pipes and stormwater pipes into one. So when it rains, they tend to overflow. Their contents, including the city's sewage, flow straight into the river. We have hundreds of these overflows just in the Hudson River watershed. So just understanding that for people is really eye-opening. They don't realize we're still relying on this really kind of 100-year-old technology for a lot of our uh, sewers. Most of these plants put out 50, 60 or more million gallons per day, so it's a huge amount of material coming out. That's Jim Metter, an environmental toxicologist with the Northwest Fisheries Science Center in Seattle, Washington. While the idea of sewer water leaking into the Hudson River is disgusting, Jim says most drugs aren't present in high enough concentrations to affect a person's health. So it's not people we need to be worried about, it's fish. These fish are exposed to a huge, complex mixture of compounds, and most People, you know, who take medicine realize that you can't mix a lot of these medicines. The fish really don't have a choice. <laughs> so they're exposed to all these different things, and we don't have a clue on what the interactions are. One effect scientists are concerned about is how hormones, like estrogen, can cause some surprising results. Intersex fish have been found in the Hudson River watershed, for example. Metter has looked at the effects of metabolic disruptors, the types of chemical compounds we take to reduce things like cholesterol, in fish, it harms their ability to store fat. That's bad news for a fish. The name of the game for, for these fish in the environment is get as big as you can quickly because the bigger fish don't get eaten as much as the smaller fish. So, what can be done? Water treatment plants aren't filtering this stuff out. Besides completely redesigning those, there are two options. Figure out a way to get the drugs out of the water after the fact or stop flushing so many in the first place. For the first option, cleaning up the water post talk there are some innovative solutions on the horizon. A lot of research is looking at engineering bacteria to break these things down. I mean, they make these superbugs that just can chew up all kinds of chemicals. So, you know, that may be a, a solution in the long run. Or some kind of a treatment system with UV light or ozone or something that can break chemical bonds apart. And to slow down the flow of drugs into the Hudson, there's one big hope. The New York State Legislature is considering a bill called the Drug Take Back Act. Dan Shapley again. 
the uh, Senate has already passed it, and we're hoping the Assembly will do the same and the governor will sign it. And that would set up a manufacturer-funded program to, at least for the category of pharmaceuticals that are those unused medications sitting in your you know, medicine cabinets, that there's a safe, reliable, secure way to um, get rid of those, safely dispose of them through incineration, and keep them out of our waterways. This could be a game-changer in drug disposal if it passes. Like right now, if you have a prescription, you take the recommended amount and you have leftover, you then have to really be on the ball to say, I'm going to take this to my local police department and get rid of it. But this would put the Dropbox right at the same counter, effectively, where you're getting the prescription. So it's going to become a much more routine thing, much more public awareness for a broader set of the public to actually do. Flushing unused drugs is only part of the problem, though. What about all those drugs that flow through our bodies unprocessed and end up in the rivers? This bill doesn't address those. It's not going to solve the whole problem, but what we know is it can take a step towards addressing the problem. It's going to address that category that does originate with those unused medications being flushed down the toilet. Because for many years, that was the recommendation that people got, is if you don't use your drugs, flush them down the toilet. That's not the recommendation anymore, but a lot of people don't know that. So it still happens an awful lot. For Science Line, I'm Jen Monier.